In Mark 16, 15, Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. I really believe that we at Northside are doing that. Of course, we can always do better, but we are active in spreading the good news locally throughout the U.S. and throughout the entire world. Locally, we talk to our friends and neighbors about the gospel. We have coffee shop Bible studies. Uh, We are active in supporting one of our local schools near the Northside building, Pleasant Valley Elementary, with several uh, outreach projects every year. And, of course, our Celebrate Recovery ministry is a great way that we reach out to the community here at Northside. We spread the gospel throughout the U.S. Uh, Our Know Your Bible television program for more than three decades has shared the gospel, the good news of Jesus on television, and many thousands of people have taken our Bible correspondence courses uh, through the mail and continue to do so every, every day. We have 50 different graders that grade those lessons. And, of course, uh, the floods in Minnesota are another example of the way we're spreading the gospel throughout the U.S. And then throughout the world, we have mission works in alphabetically here, Alaska, Argentina, Madagascar, Mexico, and Scotland. This church has been active in missions for a long, long time. But 14 years ago, our elders decided that we really needed to do better at doing mission work. Their plan was then, and still is today, that we need to to focus on a small number of works in a big way so that we could really get to know our missionaries well and support them and get to just, uh, you know, do everything we can to help them. Our regular budget does not, does not include missions, just like, as it is with Know Your Bible. Uh, we uh, ask you once a year to tell us how much you want to support missions, and, and uh, you choose to do that every year. Now, we do have ongoing commitments to our missionaries, so we do have a giving goal that we're going to tell you about. But we need to hear from you. We need to know how much you still believe in what we're doing and want it to continue. Today is our 14th annual Missions Sunday. Northside members, yesterday I emailed you a missions brochure. I encourage you to read that brochure and learn more about our missionaries and about our giving goal for the next 12 months. You know, our children really love to learn about missionaries. The teachers in their classes talk about missions a lot. The children can tell you who our missionaries are and where they live. They pray for our missionaries. They bring money to help them with their work. The other day we asked some of them where they would go if they could do mission work anywhere in the world someday. I want you to hear what they had to say in this first video that we're going to watch right now. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Daddy. If you could be a missionary and go anywhere, where would you go? To the... To the caves. To the caves? Okay, what would you do there? I was, I was, I would get my, my arrows, ice, my snow sword, and, and get, and find some snow monsters. You'd find snow monsters with your snow sword? I would start in America, because the Bible says, if you're new, just start right where you are. I would stay here and be a missionary, and I would teach people about God. Probably Ireland. Ireland? What would you do in Ireland? 
I teach people who don't know about Jesus, about what he did and how he did it and how that impacts our lives. I really go to Africa. And why is, um, I like the weather there. I've been there before and I really like it. And there's a lot of babies there that need help and I, and I want to help them. Probably California because there's a beach and I can teach a lot of people about God. I think I would go to Italy because one, they have a cool accent there. Two, they eat cookies for breakfast. And three, they have cool city. No, three, they have cool cities like Venice. I would go to Egypt. To Africa. Mexico. Probably stay somewhere in the U.S. Probably um, maybe Colorado. New York. Probably to Alaska. Florida. Because there's the most people there. Hi, Solomon. How was your day? <laughs> it's good. Hey, I got a question. Um, if you could be a missionary anywhere in the world, where would you go? All sorts of places. Yeah, what would you do? Give people Bibles so huh? they can learn about God. If you were a missionary and could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Space! Space? What would you do in space? Come on, I'm really... Hi. Jump on the moon really high? Yeah, jump on the moon really high. Ooh, well, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, don't you just love our children and their love for missions and love for God and spreading the word? Over the past month, I have been working with all of our missionaries to produce videos to give you an update on the work that they're doing. And I asked them this time if they would specifically focus on one person in their congregation that they have really had a big impact on. So I want to start uh, by hearing from Alex and Aaron Flood in St. Paul, Minnesota. Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. Hi, Northside. We want to tell you about the many good things that God is doing here in Minnesota. But first, We'd like to focus on someone who has come to Christ through our work and through your faithful support of our work. Her name is Zane Banks. Zane was the first person we studied with, and shortly afterwards she was baptized in 2015. Over the last five years, Zane has been an active member of our congregation. She is very evangelistic, inviting people to visit our church. Last year, Zane was married to a childhood friend in her home country of Sierra Leone, Shortly after her marriage, Zane realized that in about nine months, she would be welcoming a new baby into the world. Though Zane was scheduled for a C-section, her water broke four days early on February 6th. She immediately called Aaron for help and had an emergency C-section that evening. Aaron never left her side. Serious complications arose after the baby was delivered, and Zane needed multiple follow-up surgeries and blood transfusions. There were moments where we and the doctors feared for her life, but by the grace of God, she made a miraculous recovery. I want to thank Erin, Erin Flood. She has been the rock. I just looked at her, I'm like, are you going to be here when I come back? 
and she kept telling me, I will be here. After a week-long stay in the hospital, Zane was released, and she, her new baby Ada, and her nine-year-old daughter Amarachi came and stayed with us for two and a half weeks while Zane continued to recover. Having her open her home for me to come in, she took care of me so I could come back, be able to stand back on my feet. I just want to thank her, and I'm, I'm grateful to have her. After she recovered, Zane's greatest need was to have a reliable car. We put out a request to Christians in Kansas, and you responded by giving over $2,000. Members of the Lake Phelan Church donated another $2,000. So together, we raised over $4,000 so that Zane could make a down payment on a reliable car. Thank you for the car. All of you, I pray that God will continue to bless you and, and replenish you in everything that you do for giving us the opportunity to not drive in a broken car, to have something reliable with my family. I hope that it gives you as much joy as it gives me to see the impact that the church has been able to make on Zane's life and her family. Now let me share a few updates about our work. Most Sundays, we have about 12 to 14 people at our worship service. Before worship each Sunday, we enjoy a fellowship meal together. We also now have several men who are capable of teaching, preaching, and leading the congregation. Over the years, we've been able to use our meetup Bible study as a way to consistently meet people who want to study the Bible. Unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, all of the coffee shops have been closed, and so we've had to put a hold on our weekly coffee shop Bible studies. The Lake Phelan Church of Christ is small, but we are growing. Many of our members have been part of our church now for several years. If everyone were to come here on the same Sunday, we would have over 20 people in attendance. One reason for our growth is that many of our members are starting to invite more friends and family to attend with them. From the Flood family to your family, we thank Northside for your support and encouragement as we work to grow the church in Minnesota. Goodbye. Bye. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning. Wasn't that a powerful testimony from Zane about how important Alex and Aaron have been in her life? Our next missionaries are Robin and Chrissy Vick. They and their team moved to Scotland 10 years ago and planted a church in Falkirk. And uh, that church is now a strong body of believers. Let's watch their video. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah. Unto the Lord. Hey guys, hope and pray that you're well. As a family, we count ourselves blessed beyond measure and we continue to be incredibly thankful for your partnership with us in our work here in the Falkirk area. We thank you for your prayers, your love, your care and your support for us here in our work. We wanted to take the chance to highlight one of our members in this video for you and introduce you to our sister Marjorie Wilson, who is an incredible encouragement to our congregation with her servant heart. Marjorie grew up in Belfast, Northern Ireland, at the height of the Troubles, otherwise known as the Northern Ireland conflict, between the IRA, who opposed British rule, and other factions that were in favour of it. 
Marjorie was converted as a teenager at a congregation in Belfast and later met and married a Scotsman, so she relocated to the Falkirk area in the 70s where they settled and began a family. Many years later, after a number of different circumstances in her life, Marjorie became estranged from her family and she walked away from her relationship with the Lord. As she says, she was in the world for a long period of time, but people were praying for her and that though she had let go of God, he hadn't let go of her and he had ways of bringing her back. There wasn't a Church of Christ in the Falkirk area until our team arrived to do the church plant. And through word of mouth, we were able to reconnect with Marjorie, who was at a point where she was truly seeking God again. Marjorie's story is a beautiful picture of grace and mercy, and we are truly thankful for her servant heart and for being part of our community of faith here at the Falkirk Church of Christ. It's a strange time at the moment due to events surrounding COVID-19. However, as a church family, we're still finding opportunities to gather. Even though it's online, we continue to meet as the church, the people of God. And we look forward to the time when we can resume our coffee shop Bible studies again that we host regularly in the community, both in Falkirk and Glasgow, as well as resuming our children's ministry, which provides so much joy to our congregation. Up until the quarantine situation, we were continuing to have a very active Sunday school programme on a Sunday evening with multiple kids' classes and a meal for our families, as well as a time of worship and praise. We look forward to being able to see each other again in person and gather together as the saints in Falkirk. In addition to that, we're carrying on with our regular ministries, at least to the best of our ability. Through this past year, I've been involved with a Bible study called Alpha, which is a community-based video series and Bible discussion designed for seekers interested in learning more about God. It's been a really amazing opportunity. I've also organized all of the Bible lessons and curriculum for the annual Field of Refuge retreat last year and um, was planning to do so again this year. Robin continues to be involved with the board for the European Christian Workshop, and last year was incredibly encouraging. Unfortunately, we're having to cancel our events for this year due to the coronavirus situation. However, we'll plan on offering some of the sessions online, and we'll be focusing on next year. Our personal Bible studies, um, Robin's study with people like Andy and mine with people like Tracy, are continuing to happen, though we're currently doing it online rather than in person. Please pray for our various methods of planting the seeds of the gospel in people's hearts here. And just as a little update on my own health, I want to thank you all for your prayers. And I'm really happy to report that I'm feeling so much better. And each week I seem to gain a little more strength since starting my thyroid medication at the end of last year. Thank you so, so much for praying for me and um, so grateful to God for being able to get back to doing more for my family and for our ministry here. Um, thanks again. We love you guys. Shout hallelujah unto the Lord. When the Vicks were here last summer, do you remember praying for Christy's health? I think God has answered those prayers in a big way, and we're, we're thankful to him for that. Now let's hear from Jonathan Hannigan in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Come ye sinners, poor and needy, bruised and broken by the fall. Hello, Northside family. Thank you so much for the support you've given me over the last 14 years, first in Venezuela and these last nine years here in Buenos Aires, Argentina. 
In 2013, I planted a church that met in my apartment for four years. And then in 2017, we had a large enough group that we started meeting in a church building we're sharing with another congregation. We now average 35 people at our worship services. Our church normally meets at 6 on Sunday afternoons, but during quarantine, we've been meeting online at 10.30 so our families from other countries can tune in to our worship services. Our church recently held its annual retreat, and Butch and Patricia Sandoval from Bolivia were with us. Butch gave a great series of lessons on the church. We had 35 in attendance, a record for us. During the first half of this year, Oscar and Francia are working with us as missionary interns. They are students at the Baxter Institute in Honduras, and our church has fallen in love with them. I've enjoyed mentoring them and seeing them grow. Once the quarantine is over, I hope they will return to Buenos Aires to work with me after they graduate. While I'm stuck at home, I've been teaching Bible studies on Zoom with my other interns and with church members. A few days ago, we had a live conversation about theology with over 300 people in participation. We're having to find new ways to reach out to people during this time. I run two book clubs online that are also going well. One is a Christian book club, and people from many different churches attend. I've been studying the Bible with one of the young men who attends. My other book club is for people who want to read and discuss secular literature. Sometimes I meet people who are looking for spiritual answers as well. Now I'd like to introduce you to someone who is a strong Christian, in part because of the work that you support here. Buenos días, familia. ¿Cómo están? Estoy aquí con nuestra hermana Vanessa eh, de Bolivia y ella nos va a contar un poco de su historia y de su caminar con Jesús. Mi nombre es Vanessa, como dijo, soy de Bolivia. Mi caminar con Jesús comenzó no sabiendo mucho de Jesús, porque no soy de una familia cristiana. ¿Y cómo te ha ayudado la iglesia acá en Buenos Aires a crecer en tu fe? Bastante, muchísimo. Y ya que te has capacitado más, ¿cómo has podido compartir tu fe, tanto con hermanos como con personas no cristianas? Haciendo lo mismo que hicieron conmigo, relacionándome con los otros. Como dije, entré a una iglesia un día y la gente me trató diferente. Para ellos yo era bienvenida y me abrazaban. Yo no entendía eso. Ahora lo entiendo. ¿Cómo puedo compartir con ellos siendo yo? Pero tratando de pensar en que si soy la única persona que conozcan, o que conozcan algo de Jesús a través de mi vida, bueno, tratar de ser Jesús. Muchas gracias por tu tiempo. De nada. Vanessa's daughter, Brittany, is also an active member of our church and was baptized this last year. Vanessa studied for three years at the Argentine Bible Institute, where I taught. She is very active in evangelism as well, encouraging brothers and sisters to walk with Jesus. Thank you again for your support of God's work here in South America. It's because of you that many people here have a relationship with Christ. God bless you. Here we now his love proclaim. I think it's neat to hear about people like Vanessa that Jonathan has had a big impact on. I got to meet her when I visited Jonathan uh, a few years ago down in Buenos Aires. And I th I'm so excited about Oscar and Francia. I know Jonathan is too. They will graduate, I believe, uh, in December of this year. And he is really praying that they will return and work with him full time. And, and uh, if that's what God's will is, uh, let's all pray for that. Because they, they have proven already in just the short time they've been there to be a big help uh, for him and the church there. 
For the past 27 years, we have supported mission work in Toluca, Mexico. It all started when these three missionary families from the U.S. planted a church there. That church now has 300 members, and Northside supported Jody Jones and his family, and they're pictured in, on the left there. Later, that team of missionaries started a school that was a branch of the Sunset International Bible Institute in Lubbock. They named the school the Latin American Bible Institute, and it goes by its initials, I-L-E-B. Let me share a few statistics with you about the school. ELEB has established 20 extension schools. The number of students uh, has been growing lately, especially in the, their online programs. And ELEB now has uh, students in Mexico, Venezuela, Colombia, Peru, and Panama. Since the time that ELEB was founded, about 200 students have graduated from the main location there in Toluca, and hundreds more have graduated from the branch schools. An amazing 88% of the graduates are now active in 50 different congregations around Latin America. And graduates from the school have planted 30 churches. During the pandemic, classes are continuing, but they're all online now. ELEB's director sent us a short video from one of the students uh, uh, at ELEB. Her name is uh, Itzar Mendoza, and uh, I'd like to ha have you hear what she has to say now. And I am a second year student at the ELEB. Uh, I want you to know that being in the Institute for me, it has been a great experience because it has strengthened my faith and above all, it has prepared me to better serve our God. Uh, thanks to this, I have been able to support the youth in the Luca Church of Christ. I try to guide them and advise them according to the scriptures in their relationship with God. I really thank God and thank you for giving me this opportunity because it has brought so much joy to my life. I want to continue serving the Lord for the rest of my life and I want to help more people to know how wonderful and how amazing it is to live with Christ. Thanks again for your generosity. I wish you the best, and God bless you. Bye. How neat. I, I think Itzar was saying what a lot of ELEB students would say, that studying at ELEB has strengthened her faith and better prepared her to serve God. And as an example, she is now working with the youth group there at the Toluca Church of Christ. 37 years ago, World Christian Broadcasting built a shortwave radio station in Alaska and four years ago, they added one in Madagascar. And with these two radio stations, they blanket the globe with radio programs that include news, music, and Christian teaching. Baptized, you have a saving experience ahead of you. We follow Jesus. The message is timeless, and World Christian Broadcasting uses radio to send it everywhere. Now, digital technology adds a new dimension. Broadcasting via stations KNLS in Alaska and Madagascar World Voice and webcasting via the Internet, World Christian Broadcasting sends a message of God's amazing grace over the air and online in seven languages. That amazing grace, this program is a production of World Christian Broadcasting. Once we get the listener's attention with the use of pop music and stories of universal interest, 
That opens the door to Bible teaching. While much of our content is on the Internet, many parts of the world do not have web access or have the Internet restricted by the government. Our over-the-air broadcasts make use of the shortwave band of frequencies, which skip off the atmosphere, thus permitting long-distance transmission. Radio signals cross the borders of nations whose governments are hostile to Christianity. Shortwave radio sets are widespread and capable of picking up stations like ours. A listener can hear a shortwave broadcast in private in a repressive country. Or in a free country, entire communities can gather around a shortwave radio in villages that do not have FM radio, television, or the Internet. We thank you for your continued prayers and support. Tell you what, World Christian Broadcasting is an amazing ministry. Just think about all the people who live in repressive countries where they're not, they're not free to worship their Christianity openly. Uh, and in fact, they might even get in trouble if they listen to a broadcast like that. But they can do that inside their own home, uh, privately listen to shortwave radio. And you know, a lot of people in the world don't have access to the Internet. But it's amazing how many people do have shortwave radios. So World Christian is a, is a neat ministry. And by the way, Andy Baker, who you saw at the, the end of the video there, the president of World Christian, will be joining us tonight for Sunday Night Live uh, along with our other missionaries. So I look forward to getting to speak with him and, and all of them. Every year, the children in our five-year-old through fourth grade classes bring money for one of our missionaries. And then on Mission Sunday, some of the kids present the money to us so that we can give it to our missionary. For the past few years, we've been sending their donations to Alex and Aaron Flood. There they are. Uh, last year, the Floods told me that they used the money in several ways. First of all, to buy Bibles and books for members and guests. And then to also buy food to share with those who meet for worship at their house on Sundays. And Alex said they also purchased some Bible study books for him to be able to continue to learn. This year, the pandemic slowed down this project a little bit, so the amount is lower than in years past, but they still managed to raise $143. I know you're all proud of our children and their love for missions. If you've had a chance to look at the Mission Sunday brochure that I emailed yesterday to our members, you know that our giving goal for the next 12 months is $164,817. That's a lot of money, but that's what we need to keep supporting our missionaries. And it really helps us if you'll tell us how much you plan to give to missions. So I'm going to take a few minutes here and tell you how to do that. If you are set up to use Realm, our church database, we would like for you to submit your pledge there. That's a new thing we're doing this year, but I think it'll work really great. If you prefer to get into Realm on a computer, just go to onrealm.org, and then when, once you're in Realm, click on the giving uh, menu option there on the left, and then click on the pledge tab on the next screen. And then when you get to the pledge now screen, uh, here's how you do it. First of all, you enter the amount that you'd like to give, and then you enter the frequency that you would like to give it. 
You can do it all at one time. You can do it weekly, monthly, every two months, every three months, or even as you can. Then specify the date that you plan to start your pledge and the date that you plan to end. And then at the end of that sentence there, you'll see uh, what uh, Realm has calculated to be the total amount that you'll give for the year. Make sure that's right, and then click on Save Pledge. And it will save that pledge into our system, and we'll add it in with all the other pledges. Now, some of you prefer to use the Realm Connect app on a smartphone. And I'll show you how to do it, and these examples are on an iPhone. It's a little different on an Android phone. First of all, you click on the giving icon on the bottom of the screen. Then you click the pledge button at the top. Then click on make a pledge. And then you fill out the pledge the same as you do on the computer. First of all, you enter how much you want to give. You enter the frequency, the start date, the end date. Make sure the total is correct for the year that you plan to give and then click on Save Pledge. Now, this may look a little complicated, but believe me, it's not. It's very simple. But if you have any questions about this, any troubles, feel free to give me a call or call the church office, and they'll be happy to help you. This afternoon, I plan to send all Northside members an email reminding, of you, reminding you of how to uh, submit a pledge in Realm. And for those of you, sorry, guys, I messed up there, uh, for those of you who are less technically inclined, uh, you, you can also just reply to that email and fill out a pledge form that I will have in the email itself and, and send that in. Or give us a call. We'll be happy to take your pledge over the phone. We'll take it however you want to give it to us. As we wrap up this morning, I think it would be good to hear what our children think our missionaries do and what they believe a good day for a missionary would look like. And if you were a missionary, what would your best day look like? It would look like our house. It would look like our house? Yeah. Well, that's fun. Okay, can you say bye-bye? Bye-bye. Tell people about God. Spending their day with God. That's a great answer. Thanks, Solomon. You're welcome. When a million people turn to God. After the church is set up and a lot of people are coming to the service. Getting to get someone to go to their church. Like when everybody's just like bunching up around them and they're like, Please, please, tell me about God, please! A whole bunch of people at the church. Like a good day for me if I was a missionary would probably be like lots of people getting baptized. Hmm. What would your best day as a missionary be like? Hmm? Um, probably when I realize that lots of people have turned to Christ or there are a bunch of poor people that have been taken care of. Getting a few people together and having a sort of small group maybe and teaching a group of 10 to 20 people about Jesus, hmm? that would be pretty good. Getting a new baby. Um, getting getting a package from a um from your family from far away. I would teach people about God and eat lunch, eat dinner with some friends. Telling people about God and then listening to me, and then if I ask them a question and they answer it right, that would make me really happy. Now, what would their best day be like? <coughs> 
Like riding a train and a horse at the back. Like riding a train and a horse at the back? Mm hmm I love it. Thanks, Hannah. Yeah. Is the video done? Yeah. Can I get out of here? Sure. Oh, my goodness. I think someday Hannah's going to be a missionary somewhere. Maybe go to Japan like her parents did. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Paul said, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I wonder if our, our missionaries ever become weary. Their job is a hard one. You know, we've been supporting missions for a long time. I wonder if any of us have ever become weary especially now since we have so many new challenges because of the pandemic. I want to encourage you, as the Apostle Paul did, to hang in there. He didn't say hang in there exactly, but I think that's what he meant. Precious souls are being saved all around the globe because of you. Won't it be great someday, to have, uh, to someday in heaven to bump into somebody who is there because you cared enough to support missions? When Jesus sent out his apostles in Matthew chapter 10, he told them in verse 7, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And then in verse 9 he said, Freely you have received, freely give. God has blessed you in many ways. I encourage you to freely support the work of our missionaries around the globe. Let's close in prayer. Lord, it has been good to check in with our missionaries this morning and just see what they're doing and uh, see the amazing ways that they are spreading the gospel for you around the world. I pray, Lord, that you will touch each of our hearts to, to pray for our missionaries, to stay in contact with them, and to support them financially. We love you, God. We thank you that you have blessed us with, the, with enough money and uh, with the desire to support missions the way we do. And we pray that we'll be able to continue this work and expand it uh, as we go forward. We love you, God. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.